Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way and uh, the month of August, which is uh, ministry recruitment season here at Southridge. I know that's common to a lot of local churches and ministries. And so we're spending some time profiling a bunch of different areas of our local church's life and allowing some of our leaders to not only speak into that aspect of what's going on in our church, but also uh, make a bit of a pitch for people plugging into that area of ministry in their lives this year. So I want to talk today about all things media and production. And uh, to do that, I've got one of, not the only one, but one of our uh, media and production leaders, Michael Nondorf, with us today. Mike, how are you doing? Hi, good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks so much for being here. This is a, a returning stint uh, from probably a couple of years ago, so uh, it's a welcome back to you. But uh, in between the last time that uh, you and I talked in this environment and today, uh, a lot's happened in your family. So give us a bit of an update on where things are at in your personal <laughs> life before we dive in and talk about ministry. Yeah, so my wife, Rebecca, and I, have, we've married seven years now. I just had a baby girl, Penny. Um, so she's nine months a couple weeks ago, so almost up, coming up to a year. So that's what's been like my world for the last little while. Um, and yeah, we actually just bought a family home as well. So really busy couple months or you know, a year for us. So it's exciting, um, but we're pretty fried. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, on top of COVID, you know, it was uh, right. a couple of weeks ago, we launched into our soul care series talking about people going from the battlefield of the pandemic back to the rat race of life with no recovery. You add that, you know, new home purchase, COVID baby, whatever, like you really, yeah. <laughs> lack of sleep, whatever, you, yeah. you really uh, have lived that out. So hopefully things yep. are going well in, in your world these days. Um, have you been able, I know you know, you, you serve in our, our Sunday morning ministry where Sundays come every seven days. Have you been able to slow down at all this summer? Yeah, yeah. It took some time, um, just like with some long weekends and stuff with friends. And yeah, we our team worked really hard to kind of make a, a bit of a shift for the July series um, that actually worked out really well. Um, and it leaned into some volunteer use, leaned into some like rotating stuff. And it worked really well. Our team was happy both with how it, it came together, that it was a really good series, we thought. Um, and also it just meant some rest for all of us, which we really needed coming out of COVID. So yeah, for sure. It was a good, good month off. Well, not off. But nice to, nice to get break. those next gen talks in the bag early, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was sweet. Hey, uh, before we dive into all things media and production, let's talk about the larger umbrella of your ministry because you're you're part of a team that we call Inspiration Ministry. Explain for all of us, first of all, like what Inspiration Ministry is and what it does. Yeah, I was talking with Justin earlier about this. Justin uh, is in our department as the worship pastor. Uh, and he's like, I just tell people that's uh, we put Sunday mornings together. And I was like, well, that's kind of a boring answer. Um, so we chatted more about it and came up and thought some stuff. But um, basically, there's sort of two main purposes. We uh, we hope to instill an inspirited lifestyle, uh, full devotion. So um, just, yeah, to kind of fill people up and have them feel uh, the Holy Spirit moving and working in their lives and doing a variety of things to make sure people are feeling that. Um, and then also to kind of have that lead in and build into a full lifestyle, uh, which includes the other stuff that our church uh, uh, is a part of, like the action stuff and the connection stuff, um, family ministry and all those sorts of different areas. Um, but ultimately, 
our main avenue of doing that is obviously Sunday mornings. So Justin's not totally wrong in saying we put on Sunday mornings. Um, but then we have other resources that we put together and, and more content to kind of help uh, channel that and fuel that more. Uh, the secondary thing uh, that I talked with Tom, the inspiration pastor about, uh, was just uh, around um, being kind of a communicative tool for all the other, other departments. You know, Nate Dirks, our action pastor, doesn't have a lot of platform necessarily to kind of reach people and let people know what's going on in his world. Um, and our Sunday mornings and all of our other uh, platforms allow him to do that. Uh, and anybody, that's true of anyone in the organization. So our department plays a bit of a, first and foremost, inspirited role uh, for our church. And then it also plays a bit of a communicative role as well. Yeah, the word is a play on words, isn't it? And and for especially leaders yeah. from other churches listening, wondering, you know, what the purpose of Sundays is these days. Like, you're 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 articulating two very critical values. Obviously, Sundays inspire a life of following Jesus. What we describe as inspiring the lifestyle of full devotion, whole lifestyle, platform for everything. It's the oh. launch pad. Awesome, and it fosters. One of those aspects of the lifestyle of yeah, full devotion, totally. that that spiritual dynamic to be inspirited, to be living in the ongoing presence of God's spirit uh, in an ongoing way uh, to a greater and greater degree. And so the program launches that aspect of the lifestyle most specifically through some more uh, niche contributions. And so I wonder, in addition to just Sundays as a concept that launched the whole life of faith, um, how does the inspiration department also drive that inspirited aspect of that lifestyle of full devotion specifically? What are some of the things that it does? So, right, like we said, Sunday mornings is sort of a default one, obviously. Um, but we also try to engage our people in weekly, uh, what we call spiritual practices. So a big thing we're a part of, um, which I'm sure uh, you talked about before on the podcast, is just uh, the spiritual gymnasium uh, dynamic. Um, so ensuring people are kind of stretching and growing uh, their spiritual lives through different practices, such as reflective prayers or um, meditations and all sorts of different things. Um, and so part of what we do is we create, Mandy, our spiritual practices uh, pastor, uh, creates a lot of content. And then we also film a lot of it. So it lives on our YouTube page. Um, and interesting, we've gotten quite a bit of a community going there of people who are uh, yeah, regularly tapping into those things and then using them as a resource to kind of grow um, and, and um, yeah, change the way they, they view their spiritual lives and faith lives. Interesting. You talk about the YouTube page because I think, you know, most, mostly in your world, uh, you represented the pivot at the beginning of COVID uh, from mm -hmm. in-person gatherings to online services. Obviously, we posted our messages online historically, but to have an online service uh, was something under your purview. And uh, certainly that's had legacy where, do you want to talk about just the online community or people who are accessing those online resources? What are you learning about that these days? Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously because of COVID, we started this online service. Um, and then kind of when we were talking about reopening, it was a bit of a conversation. Do we keep doing this? Do we instead stop doing it? Or do we provide some uh, auxiliary resources? Uh, we decided to continue doing it for a number of reasons. One is just to meet the people uh, who are still not comfortable and just want to be able to, to tap in online. Um, the other reason, though, is a bit of a like a front page um, for someone who's a little curious but isn't sure they want to walk into a building yet, um, but can get a sense for who we are as a church um, by just checking out our online service, which uh, also drove a bit of uh, some stylistic choices and some things we wanted to do. We wanted to make sure it wasn't just going to be, you know, a shot of a stage and a big band because that's not like our church isn't about 
just that. It's not, it's not just a concert you go to. Um, and so we wanted to make sure stuff like we film the band doing some worship, but on the floor we do, there's lots of hosting elements, um, that kind of updates you on what's going on in our community that, um, is done by people from our community that you can hopefully touch base with if you have questions or want to want to meet and have a pastoral visit. Um, so yeah, that's sort of been the driving factor behind the online service. Um, and so we've been doing that since we've been back in person for about a year now. And so we've kept doing this online service through that. Um, and then additionally, um, part of that is compartmentalizing stuff. They always talk in communication um, forums or whatever uh, about the importance of reutilizing stuff and recycling it. So oftentimes you'll create content for, for something like an online service. So say Mandy does a spiritual practice, she records it for the online service. Well, we can actually now take that and have a standalone video elsewhere. Uh, it can be a longer version. It can be a shorter version. And you can um, basically, you're, you've already done the work to kind of make one. You can have it live it somewhere else. So someone can just do the breath prayer rather than have to take in the whole online service. And it's just a more efficient way to make sure you're using your content uh, appropriately. So that's a, a reflection and something we've learned through, through this uh, online service stuff. And so we've continued doing that just to, yeah, again, expand uh, our resources and make sure we're getting the, the most bang for our buck. Hmm. It's interesting you talk about the the learnings of the online service, and uh, for sure, it 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 revealed to me how much of a safety gap a person still has to cross to venture into a church building on a Sunday for the first time, yeah, and totally. how much we can minimize and reduce that gap by letting them in the complete anonymity, complete comfort, and complete privacy of their own home check out what a service is kind of like. And I feel like for that value alone, the the online service has been, has been terrific, let alone all these other ancillary benefits and, and, and supplementary Mm. resources that they've been able to produce. It's been really cool. So I think that that leads us into the world then in this, in this umbrella of inspiration ministry, this world of media and production, which uh, you kind of share now with Justin, and I know Ray Van Geest kind of is a bit of a player in as well. Um, describe for us, under this umbrella of you know Sunday mornings and the broader inspiration ministry, what are all the aspects of media and production? What happens? What 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 are all the things you guys do? Yeah, so on the media side, um, it's chiefly. Uh, First and foremost, the online service for video, but then a lot of the stuff, again, breaks off and is used elsewhere. Um, so there's all sorts of recording and different things we get for that. We get the spiritual practice recording, uh, worship, hosting, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's also supplementary videos that are also used in our in-person services. So like a welcome video or baptism videos or stuff like that. Um, and so there's always uh, first and foremost filming. So we have to sit down and film all that stuff. Um, and then second of all, editing. So those are kind of the two main avenues uh, that a lot of volunteers get involved in. It's either the filming side or the, the editing side. Uh, and then on production, you've got sound, lighting, uh, and graphics. Uh, so sound is obviously you're kind of coming to the rehearsals with the bands and you're just running the sound system uh, for them and working with them to get the right sound and make sure you're maximizing their, their experience. Uh, lighting is... Uh, pretty minimally, it's just Welland and Glenridge, um, but we have uh, a lighting board and the stage gets lit with colors and all kinds of stuff. And it just adds um, kind of the vibe to the Sunday morning. And, and it hopefully, um, yeah, it provides production value and things to the Sunday morning experience. Graphics is similarly, you're playing the videos and you're running the slides to, to kind of carry along with the worship. Um, but you're also um, working with the hosts to kind of figure out what um, 
photos and graphics they want for that. Oftentimes we've got events going on and a big role of the graphics person actually to, to work with the host again to get photos or videos in to kind of share what's going on in the life of our community. Um, so those are kind of yeah all the different roles you can kind of get involved in between media and production at Southridge. Yeah, and if people are listening, like to, to, to be clear, some of these roles happen real time on a Sunday morning, but some of these roles are midweek. And so describe the difference between those contributions. Similarly, Mike, some of these roles happen in a centrally supported way, and some of them happen across all of our various locations, right, in a decentralized sort of a way. So make sense of what happens when. Yeah, so the production stuff all happens Sunday morning, graphics, lighting, sound. Uh, Sound might have a Wednesday evening rehearsal, but that's sort of uh, up to the bands. Um, the video stuff happens all over the place. And so that's more directly what I work with. Um, and whenever I meet a new volunteer or whatever, I like to be like, honestly, it's totally flexible and uh, a lot more ad hoc. It's a, a text or a call like, Hey, we've got to shoot tomorrow. Are you free? Or you've got to shoot next week. Are you free? And if people can come out great and if they can't, no worries. Um, and so it's basically, it's much more like, I mean, it's like how the video uh, industry works. Honestly, it's very freelance, right? It's very, um, organic and you just, if you're around to do this, um, great and come out and we'll have a lot of fun and we'll learn some stuff and, uh, and grow together and capture some stories or capture some moments for our church family. Um, and then the other side of it too, uh, for those volunteers still ad hoc, um, but I'll often like know, well, there's a shelter barbecue. Hey, take a camera, go enjoy the shelter barbecue. But while you do grab some shots of some photos some video, um, and that's a lot more like get into the life of our community and participate fully and also, you know, utilize the cameras that we have available and uh, capture some of that so we can share it with our broader community as well. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of the, the the link there is production is probably more predominantly just Sunday mornings and video stuff is kind of all over the map uh, and it can vary. And it depends on your own personal, you know, if you live in Thorold and you're between Welland and St. Catharines, you can go to whichever one uh, you want to and whatever suits your uh, availability and whatever. But um, it's a lot more, um, yeah, last minute, not last minute, but uh, ad hoc. We kind of come together yeah, and, and yeah. decide what works for you and yeah, the media yeah. works a lot more preparatory. The production work yeah. is a lot more real time, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So for you, kind of being involved in in both of those worlds, um, like, what, what does a Mike Nondorf week uh, work week look like? If you're doing the yeah. pre stuff and the in the moment stuff for in person and for online. Yeah. Um... So mostly my week looks like getting set up for online, the online service. Um, so we we have Tuesday, our team gets together and kind of program stuff. We're usually working a couple weeks ahead, uh, but any last minute stuff we sort out. Um, but most of my week is spent kind of either prepping stuff for that week's online service or, um, or doing video projects working ahead. I usually work about a month or so ahead on stuff. Um, and so uh, it's doing the pre-production work. So sitting down for interviews, uh, sitting down with um, departments to see like if they need video support for whatever projects they're working on. Um, and then all that builds to uh, Sunday. And then Sunday I'm showing up on, uh, at, uh, I usually am at St. Catharines, um, just supporting tech stuff. Uh, we do a lot of it remotely as well. So I'll use my computer, just kind of make sure everything's working in all three locations. Um, and that's kind of what my week essentially looks like. Um, for volunteers, cool. again, similarly, it's throughout the week, um, usually pretty regularly, there's a rhythm. Um, so I've got a guy named Eli comes on Tuesday nights, him and I will chip away at stuff and then work on some editing stuff. Um, and a girl named Steph joins us sometimes as well. Uh, and then Sunday, again, uh, volunteers are driving a lot of that stuff and yeah. 
Uh, as we switch gears to looking ahead, obviously we're having these conversations in August because of what we're about to launch or in many cases relaunch in the fall. Um, do you want to sort of cast a bit of vision on some of the projects or maybe even some of the maybe enhancements or changes uh, in regards to media or production that are on the horizon in this next ministry season? Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, again, this the online service uh, has kind of been just rolling along now for a year. We made some systems to kind of make it a little more sustainable. So during the pandemic, it was like every week we're filming new stuff, we're getting new content. Um, we've started recycling stuff just for efficiency. Um, but a big thing for the fall is kind of revamp it a little. We feel it's maybe gotten a little stale and we've just kind of recycled a little too much. So we're trying to get some stuff up and running uh, for in the next month or so to get uh, September launch, feeling a little fresher uh, and with some new values as well. A little of what we strategically decided earlier on has shifted just in last year. Um, so we're redoing a bit of that work. Uh, additionally, there's all sorts of little projects and things just like five minute videos um, that really need a lot of work ahead of time. So we've got uh, a couple years ago, we did these, they're called story branded uh, videos for different departments. So like my department inspiration had one that just sort of casts a vision essentially for what uh, we hope inspiration does in, in everyone's lives. And so we're working on one right now for action and we're working on one for uh, family ministry. Um, and so just to kind of give um, a, a vision cast essentially of what each of those ministries do uh, and how how they can impact your life. Um, and so, yeah, those should be coming out in September uh, with our ministry launch season. That's the schedule right now. So um, other than that, the main thing I'm personally working on is uh, human resources. So I'm trying to develop um, a lot more into my volunteers, the ones I currently have, and also any future potential ones. So a big thing I'm going to be working on through the fall and even into the winter is developing um, a little bit of a clear picture of how volunteers can kind of improve their skills, um, basically kind of like a roadmap uh, just to help volunteers better understand what, what, how can they improve? How can they kind of grow in their skills um, rather than just, you know, showing up and being someone who's just pushing the same button again, but like, how do you get better at this? How do you care deeply about it? How do you feel envisioned and excited about it? Um, so that's a bit of what I'll be working on and, and working with my volunteers to develop and uh, implement. So. What would you say, you know, obviously culture and technology have over the last number of years and decades affected the role and even the nature of media and production. How do you see kind of upcoming changes in culture and technology, maybe affecting how we do ministry in these ways? Hmm. That's a great question. So I would have sort of two points on that point one. So there was a meeting, um, back at the beginning of the pandemic where everyone was talking about, this was like early, early days. We're talking about all the little stuff and, um, Tom, my boss, the inspiration pastor, just kept naming like the, well, we got to make a video for that. We got to make a video for this. And I was like, Tom, Tom, stop. Everything's a video right now. And everything is a video right now, right? Like every little thing kind of needs to be captured in some way in order to reach a broader audience and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's not off base to say kind of everything's a video. Um, and so to just be aware of that fact and, and lean into that's probably truer now more than ever. Um, secondly, and this is sort of the opposite side of it, um, in film school, we learned about um, uh, Plato's allegory of the cave. Uh, it's a philosophical allegory. It talks about um, there's prisoners stuck in a cave and all they see in the real world, their real, real world experience is seeing shadows cast onto a wall. Um, and ultimately this one guy escapes and he sees the real world and he comes back to try to tell him how amazing the real world is. And they all like, you know, shun him. And I think they even murder him. And it's quite 
gruesome and dramatic and whatever. But the ultimate point being like these people were so blinded um, by their experience that they only ever saw shadows on the wall and hearing that there's a real bright world out there was too much for them. I um, mean, so kind of a call as filmmakers is never to never to be satisfied with the shadows, but to recognize there's a real world with real people we need to be um, compassionate about and care about. Um, and so to ensure that the work we do as shadow makers, essentially filmmakers being the people po posting those shadows on the wall, is to encourage people not to be satisfied with that, but instead to extend their lives into uh, the broader world and the world around them. Um, and to understand that what you're seeing on a screen is just a shadow, it's not the real world, um, and to step out into that rather than to just be satisfied with staring at a screen all day. That's well articulated. Um, leads me to my next kind of theme of questions because I, I, I know a lot of what you're responsible for, and we see this in other areas of ministry as well, but it, a lot of it happens behind the scenes. For okay. you personally and the volunteers that you work with, all of your media and production kind of team members, how do you find motivation for those behind the scenes contributions? How do you know you're making a difference? Yeah. Um, so there's sort of two sides to that. Again, one is I always love uh, a volunteer kind of having a bit of a moment where they kind of get something clicks for them, right? Like they're inter or they're editing a baptism interview and they've never been baptized. And like, maybe I should do that. I'm like, hey, that's a great conversation. Let's talk about that, right? Um, so it's the it's more the exposure volunteers get to a full lifestyle of faith that they get through an experience like editing or or video production. Um, so it's not a, it's not about the work we're doing. It's about um, it's a, about a faith life and growing in, in those aspects rather than just simply doing the work, right? Um, which is true of everyone's ministry, really. But um, the uh, the other side of it, too, is there's a story uh, a while ago. Uh, we did a, a story called, or it was about um, Roseanne, um, who is this woman in our community uh, who, um, yeah, was just supported um, by another woman named Vicky. Um, and we wanted to share their story just as a bit of an example of, like, yeah, just the beauty that friendship can make. Um and so we shared her story. We put this little video together and it was really nice. Um, but we sat down with her beforehand. She was just feeling anxious about showing it on Sunday morning. She wanted to sit down and watch it beforehand. And she got maybe a minute in and was just crying and just like kept saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and it was a bit of an interesting reflection to understand the way video can be a bit therapeutic for people that um, to articulate your own story can actually be a really beautiful thing. And a lot of people are really resistant to it a lot of times. Um, either because of just nerves or shyness, but I think it's a lot of time it's humility, especially in Christian circles. People are like, I don't have a story to share. Like that's really egocentric and whatever. And, and I get that impulse and that's probably a healthy impulse to have. Um, but there is something a therapeutic and beautiful about you reflecting on your story and sharing it and be on the receiving end. The audience seeing your story can, can, um, turn a light on for someone or really, really change hearts and minds. Um, and so I really, uh, that story in particular really sits with me all of the time of why this is important and what's, uh, yeah, what's, how is God impacting our church becomes apparent in those sorts of moments, right? Yeah, people listening, especially from Southridge, might think that this is kind of an out of sight, out of mind place to serve. Your ministry, I won't say like other ministries, more than any other ministry, your ministry stewards the stories of transformation in our community. Mm, that's totally. a that's a powerful contribution to make, especially when you, uh, you know, feel and you know even recall in your own life the power that stories have, and you know to be part of this ministry that stewards 
the stories of our community, uh, it's a it's, it's a great place to plug into. And so we'll talk about that totally. in just a moment. I guess my final question is, you mentioned film school. Like, not everyone in our church has been to film school. Not everyone yeah. in our church would consider ourselves an expert storyteller, an expert videographer, or you know, photograph taker or editor, or you know, even good with a, a laptop. Um, talk about the challenges that exist in kind of balancing the engagement of others, the multiplying mm. of your yourself uh, in other people in our community with the quality of the what we're trying to produce and the stories that we're trying to tell. Yeah, uh, it's it is a, a challenge that exists, but I don't weigh it as a super heavy one. Especially um, what our team really learned in all aspects, whether it's musicianship or video or production stuff. Um, through the pandemic, we managed we managed to make it work just on our own. The thing was, a we all felt empty at the end of it. That this just doing this on our own, like yeah, the quality is good and whatever. Um, but there was something missing and not doing that with people uh, and engaging with others and excited, getting excited about like, oh man, this project is so good. And I even had, um, during the pandemic, I had one of my volunteers work remotely with me. He would kind of edit stuff um, from his house on his computer and I would just give him feedback over email. And he was like, honestly, I hate it. Like I hate just emailing back and forth about this stuff. I want to sit down with you and talk about it, get excited. Um, so really in my experience, in my opinion, like the quality comes through community. It comes through us getting to sit down together and talk about stuff and get excited about stuff. Um, so I find the work comes out the best when I actually work with people. So I wouldn't worry if you know absolutely nothing, trust me, you're going to teach me more than I teach you. Like I had a kid yesterday ask a question that I'd never thought of before. And I was like, I don't know if you can do that. Let me Google it. And we Googled it and we figured out how to do this really cool thing. And I was like, man, I'd never even thought to ask that question. So the inexperienced person is actually more valuable to me than the person who's gone through four years of film school or whatever, um, because they ask naive questions that end up being really deep and really, um, yeah, just unique and bring about new perspectives. So personally, zero experience is actually the best in the world to me. So if you're thinking about getting involved and you're like, ah, I don't know how to hit record on a camera, like I'll show you where the record button is. And trust me, you're going to get some cool shots that I would have never thought of. So. Cool. Well, and in that vein, then let's talk about how to plug in to your ministry. We want to give all of our ministries time for this in, in the month of August. Uh, walk us through the laundry list of how a person could plug in and serve with you and serve our church in these media and production ways, knowing that you'll be speaking kind of on behalf of Justin as well in some of his areas. Yeah. Um, really, it's a matter of sitting down. If 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 you know a skill set you think you'd uh, plug into, email me or Justin, uh, Justin Bricks. Um, and we'll, we'll be happy to sit down with you and talk about where you might plug in. If just in general tech stuff and behind the scenes stuff is sounding interesting to you, but you're not sure where you fit, still come meet with us and we'll, we'll help you find a spot that fits. Um, but frankly, like a lot of my volunteers, it was just a, I had one volunteer email me about, um, a glitch in the online service he noticed. And I was like, Hey, you've got an eye for detail. Want to grab a coffee and we'll talk about like video editing It's like, oh, I've never done video editing before, but sure. Um, and now he's like, he's edited um, some pretty big projects for us. So like, you don't have to be an expert, um, but just reach out, get in touch and we'll find a place for you, honestly. Um, it's something Justin and I both get really excited about is finding a place for people to plug in. So uh, ultimately so though, I don't need... uh, go ahead. But sorry, I was gonna say, if I don't need video editing skill, what do right. I need? Are there any preconditions? Great Time question, Time availability, yeah. um, whatever. 
curiosity is kind of the main one. You want to be able to know, um, just be really interested in people's stories, be really interested in what people are doing and talking about. Um, and a good uh, um, kind of ability with feedback, right, is a good ability to kind of talk to someone and ask a good question, like, what do you think? How, how's this working? Do you think I, this could look better? Do you think it sound better? I um, mean, that's true in production world as well, right? Like, the production team is a team on Sundays. If you're going to walk in and, and want to just, you know, be your own guy over by the sound booth or whatever, you're probably not going to last long, you're going to get frustrated. Ultimately, it's about being able to communicate with each other and work together um, to kind of come together and bring a complete package. Um, so yeah, teamwork is kind of a big, big value for us in, in all aspects. And I'm hearing this, but I'll get you to say it out loud because certainly for people considering serving in this area of ministry, they get well supported by you and by Justin Absolutely. in these different roles. Yep. Talk about your heart to come along, <coughs> excuse me, to come alongside and support people. Yeah. Um, so kind of like I said before, I'd actually prefer the inexperience because it means you're going to see stuff I've never thought of and we're going to come together to make a great product in the end. Um, but we, yeah, we work really hard to make sure um, there's lots of training and lots of support. Uh, and even I'll have um, other volunteers kind of train and stuff because they were taught as they came up and I kind of want to encourage them to also kind of share that, uh, share that responsibility a bit to help teach others. So it's, and it's, I have a funny story actually. So when I was in film school, I went and worked at BMO field as a camera operator and I showed up to this gig, scared out of my mind because I'm getting paid like $80 an hour and it's this ridiculous gig. Um, and I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I show up, uh, the guy very gruffly like, hey, have you worked on these before? I'm like, I've never touched one of these cameras in my life. And he's like, okay, well, you won't make it past lunch. And I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be fun. So he sends me out on the field with a camera on my shoulder and I'm out on the field and I'm like, I do not know how to turn this thing on. There's a million buttons. I've never seen this camera in my life. So I'm going over this thing. I got a headset. Uh, one of my buddies is working up in the booth and he's talking to me being like, okay, the switch is over here. You got to turn it on. And I'm, and it's not turning on. I'm freaking out. And then finally he's like, did you get a battery? And I'm like, no one told me to get a battery. Like I'm here like an idiot trying to turn on this camera and no one told me to put a battery in it. So I run back inside to the, the tech booth to ask the guy. And he's like, oh, you didn't get a battery? Here you go, idiot. And I was like, okay. You're not going to have an experience like that. You're not going to walk into BMO field and get thrown a camera and thrown into the field. And we're never going to do that. It's going to be like, ask every question. We'll give you every answer. We'll make sure you're covered. Like, um, so yeah, it's not, you don't need to walk in feeling stressed or worried or like you don't belong. You absolutely belong. And we'll try to help make sure it's as, as easy an experience as you as possible. So. Awesome. As we wrap up, do you want to give us your best sales pitch for these ministry areas? Why a person would want to plug in and be part of your storytelling? Yeah. Um, I mean, the don't underestimate the spiritual growth you can have in a ministry like this. I think that kind of surprises a lot of people a lot of the time. You know, you, you might be tech minded and so you get involved because of that. Um, but there's some really cool moments and some cool stories that come about in these experiences. Um, whether that's being in a tech booth on a Sunday and being a part of a team uh, ends up having a really cool impact. I know a lot of people in tech booths are pretty introverted people, and it's been really cool to see some of them come out of their shell in, the, in a few months um, and suddenly are like, yeah, just gung-ho and, and even like going out into the crowd and meeting new people. And um, so it can have a real impact on your spiritual life in ways you probably wouldn't have expected. And then on the video side as well, um, getting to hear some of the cool stories that God is doing in our in our community will um, shape your heart and mind in ways you wouldn't have expected. So I'd say if you're kind of a 
introverted kind of person and not sure you really want to get out there and do stuff, this is a great place to start. But also, like, don't be surprised for the the change it can make in your life, uh, and God can and can uh, change your life that way. So, hmm. we've said many times that, you know, biblically, you think of a passage like First Corinthians twelve, prominence and significance are not necessarily the same thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the opportunity yeah. that you have to steward the stories of transformation in our community and to grow in the process is extremely mm -hmm. significant. Even though these may not be as prominent areas of ministry as the, you know kids ministry, front stage worship, and, and right. some of those environments. Yeah. So thanks for being with us today, Mike. Uh, for those of us from Southridge tracking to email Mike or to email Justin, you can find them on our website and uh, follow up to plug in in the next couple of weeks, have a coffee with them and learn how you can serve. Uh, for the other leaders listening, I hope that you're inspired by the ways that media and production can make a difference, uh, not just for your church, but in the life of your church and those who serve. So appreciate you tracking with us today. We'll see you in seven days time as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everybody. Thank you.